Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting to props and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks, Jeremy Evans here, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. As always, appreciate you being with us. Um, This is episode 37 of season four. And uh, again, thank you for making us the number one sports law podcast in the world. I am uh, uh, on with you today, uh, actually calling in and uh, doing this from uh, from San Diego, uh, down here for uh, the uh, California Lawyers Association annual meeting, uh, which I'm the president for. Um, honored to serve in that role and be down here uh, uh, doing. Uh, doing the conference and the big gala that we have this Saturday celebrating uh, uh, the foundations of California Lawyers Association and California Judges Association. So if I see you out here, great. Uh, If not, we'll catch you at the next one. But um, again, appreciate you being with us today. We have a a special episode. We'll be talking about um, the potential of a new ownership group coming in for the Los Angeles Angels. So anybody who's an Angels fan, and, you know, I mean, I'm not an Angels fan. I, you know, I try to to not be a homer in the sense of, you know, rooting for the home team. But, um, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles and, um, you know, I'm a Dodger fan. But it's, uh, again, I'm not a homer. Learned that from uh, Vin Scully, you know, in terms of, uh, um, you know, obviously, you, you know, you might have your favorites. But, you, you know, when you're doing any sort of reporting or podcasting or writing, or, you know, really in just conversation, you know, you try to be, you know, um, deferential and you try to be, um, you know, look at things in an independent and sort of neutral way. And so in that lens, um, you know, again, I want to talk about the Los Angeles Angels team uh, club uh, as a whole, sort of a little bit of its history uh, and what the potential of a new ownership group might look like. And also discuss um, potential for innovation some of the changes uh, on the legislature side uh, and what that might do, uh, and maybe even some of the reasons why uh, the Angels find themselves in the current situation that they are. So I think overall what we're really looking at is about the potential of the Los Angeles Angels to innovate and grow with new ownership. So Artie Moreno is the current owner, and for all intents and purposes, he's been a good owner. I mean, I think – you know, he, he's well-respected around the league. Uh, I think he's done, you know, 
um, you know, fairly well with the team. You know, they do have a, uh, world series, uh, uh, championship in 2002. Um, I think it's the only world series championship for the team. Uh, the team has been in existence, I believe since 1961. Um, but, uh, it's interesting because the team does have a storied history in the city of Los Angeles, even though the team currently sits in Orange County in, in, in the city of Anaheim. And uh, jokingly, I would often tell my friends that when I lived in downtown LA, uh, I still have an office there, but when I lived in downtown LA, I would say I could get to Angel Stadium quicker uh, via the Amtrak or Metrolink train, which would take about 30 minutes than it would take me uh, to drive the two to four miles to get to Dodger Stadium because of the traffic. There's, you know, obviously been improvements there. You have the bus that goes from Union Station. You have uh, the, um, you know, you obviously have uh, the this gondola opportunity that they're talking about. So there's, uh, there's, there's definitely been some changes. The parking lots have been somewhat improved in terms of uh, uh, egress and ingress. But I think at the end of the day, clearly traffic is a problem in Los Angeles as it is in most major cities. Um, but uh this is sort of where we sit uh, at the current point. So, you know, we have, uh, you know, again, the storied history in Los Angeles for the team. Uh, and, and frankly, it might be a surprise to a lot of people, um, you know, that the um, Angels franchise actually predates the Dodgers. So the Angels franchise actually goes back to 1892. And I think the Dodgers go back to, I want to say the late 1870s or early 1880s when they were the Brooklyn I think bridegrooms. And um, so again, this goes back to 1892 in Los Angeles. They were originally a minor league club. I think they weren't affiliated for a period of time. And then eventually they were. And then eventually in 1961, they became an official franchise. Um, now uh, they kept the Los Angeles angels uh, name uh, for, for pretty much that entire time until 1965 when they were changed to the California angels and they kept that name until 1996. Then in 97, they came the Anaheim Angels. And then in 2005, uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And then that was changed back to the Los Angeles Angels in 2016, which is the same name that it holds today. And I would venture to guess that it probably won't change from that. Um, even if there's a potential move to the city of Long Beach or somewhere else, I think the connection to Los Angeles is probably, uh, at least in the namesake, is probably better for marketing purposes. Uh, when you look at, you know, the New York Jets and New York Giants, they play in New Jersey, but they keep that New York name. So, um, you know, again, they sort of had this storied history. And by the way, I did not know this fact, but uh, the minor league angels played in a, a Wrigley Field. And it was Wrigley Field, Los Angeles, and it was in South L.A. Uh, near the University of Southern California. And they played in that stadium for 30 years. Um until they moved to Angel Stadium, which is in um, obviously Anaheim, and they moved there in 1966. That Wrigley Field is actually a really cool looking stadium, and I encourage you to look it up and and to uh, look at some Google images of it. Uh, really a fantastic ballpark, uh, and I'd be curious as to if there's any plaques down there in that part of town or if any version of that stadium uh, still exists. But um, anyway, fascinating stuff. Now, the Angels' history and connection to the city of Los Angeles is strong um, and may not sort of seem that way because the, the team sort of sits in Orange County and, um, and does have a lot of ties to Orange County. Um, but 
uh, there's a potential that this may become stronger as uh, Los Angeles Times owner, obviously, you know, well-known newspaper, uh, Dr. Pac Patrick Shun Xiong uh, is considering a bid to purchase the franchise uh, from owner Artie Moreno. Uh, and so if he sells the team, um, I, I think ultimately, you know, now Dr. Shun Xiong has, um, has actually uh, tried to purchase teams in the past. It's not been successful, obviously very uh, a competitive business. But he's a billionaire businessman and former uh, transplant surgeon. Um, and of course, the Angels find themselves in really kind of a difficult circumstance. Uh, more recently, uh, the mayor of Anaheim uh, resigned amid allegations that he took bribes to secure development uh, and redevelopment contracts for the Angel Stadium site. There was some litigation around the development, a potential development of that site uh, and whether um, affordable housing would be provided. Uh, and often this happens in California. There's a lot of litigation and it's very difficult to build things. Um, and, and especially when you're talking about public-private partnerships. Uh, there's also the drug-related death, a uh, very unfortunate and tragic drug-related death of former Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs and the conviction of a former Angels employee who, um, who was convicted of um, providing uh, drugs to that pitcher and, and eventually died. So, uh, and on the field, the team is struggling, uh, struggling to find wins. Uh, and this is despite the fact that the, the two of the best players and arguably in Major League Baseball are on its roster in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And to give some perspective on this, Mike Trout, again, one of the best players in baseball, and he's still young. I think he's 32 years old. Um, he has 15 total plate appearances in the playoffs for his entire career. He's been playing since he's, you know, what, 19 years old, um, maybe 18, you know, probably 19, 20 years old around that range. And they were all in one losing uh, three game series in 2014. Uh, and the angels have not made the playoffs since 2014 to give comparison to this, the Dodgers third baseman, um, Justin Turner during that same time period from 2014 to 2021, has 352 plate appearances during the same time. So just to put that in perspective, 15 to 352. Now, of course, the Dodgers have been on a hot streak. They just won the NL West division. Um, and uh, that is the ninth time in the last 10 years. And they've been to the playoffs, you know, for 10 straight years. Uh, obviously, the Giants won the division last year on a historic season where they were thinking won 107 games. Um, but... Uh, just some comparison sake. And again, you know, you're not, I'm not trying to, you know, obviously the Dodgers have uh, some advantages in the sense that they have a higher payroll, uh, but that's not to say that the angels couldn't have access to those same advantages. They, you know, they are in the Los Angeles market. Uh, they do have a solid fan base and to give them some perspective on this. Um, the angels have the 10th highest payroll in all of baseball for 2022. Um, and with the exception of one season, since 2001, they have ranked in the top five uh, to 10 teams in attendance. So they're not struggling when it comes to attendance. You know, they have a loyal fan base, and especially when they're playing well, uh, which is not to say that that's a bad thing. The reality of it is, is that fan bases tend to, um, as they should, flock to winning baseball teams and winning franchises. You know, you're going to put money towards something. You want to see some wins. You want to see some victories. Obviously, loyalty is appreciated, but at the end of the day, I think, as much as a fan is loyal to a team, the team needs to be loyal to its fans in terms of being dedicated to winning. 
And I think the best players will tell you that, that they choose a team, they choose a franchise based on uh, the ability of a franchise and the willingness of a franchise to want to win. And of course, when you're looking at the farm system, this is where it differentiates. And I think this is where the Dodgers excel. The Dodgers not only have one of the, or at least for this season, have the highest payroll in baseball, but they also have the second ranked farm system in baseball. And of course, even when you look at the Yankees, for example, from that uh, those basically 95, 96 to 2000 years where they won those four straight World Series, even during that time frame, um, yes, they had a high payroll, but they also had one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. And anybody who's in the front office knows that a successful baseball team requires not only um, you know the ability to pay players, keep free agents, uh, keep the best players on your roster, obtain free agents, that sort of thing. Uh, you also have to have the ability to develop players. Uh, and this is, you know, generally true that uh, the worst farm system of, a, you know, in terms of franchises are generally not going to be uh, good ball clubs, even if they spend a ton of money. Now, so the Dodgers are number two in the farm system. The Angels, unsurprisingly, are number 30, dead last. There's 30 teams in Major League Baseball. So for 2022, the Dodgers are second in terms of farm, farm system ranking. And uh, the Angels are 30th. Uh, the Angels are ranked ninth in valuation for 2022 by Forbes uh, at $2.2 billion, uh, which is a little more than what the Dodgers were sold for a decade ago in 2012 to the Guggenheim Group from Frank McCourt for $2.15 billion at the time, which was a record. Obviously, now when you're, you know, some of the other valuations have clearly gone up and doubled in some senses, um, you know, clearly that number will raise. So, there was a, a, a an article that was released re recently, I think it was on Forbes, and it was talking about what the potential would be if Moreno sold the Angels. What would it be? I think it said about $2.5 billion. I think that's a fair assessment. I would venture to guess maybe $3 billion, particularly if the area around the stadium is cleared, and, and they can use that to develop the site. That all being said, there is a huge potential when it comes to having the Angels move to Long Beach, which would be in Los Angeles County. And there's a potential of talking about being a waterfront site there on the bay, um, obviously overlooking the ocean. So um, could be huge there. Now, of course, a move to Long Beach um, would immediately increase franchise value because you move it into the Los Angeles County area and you have a new fan base. Um, moving from Orange County to Los Angeles County, there's a potential loss of fans there too. But I think Long Beach is a good city because it borders essentially um, Seal Beach and Huntington Beach. And so you have, um, you know, Orange County opportunities there where it's not too far. Uh, wouldn't It's not like the you know Angels would be moving to downtown L.A., for example, although that would be um, a, uh, a serious move uh, to challenge the Dodgers in that way. Um, but I don't think that'll happen. But, you know, something to consider if you're an ownership group. And especially with uh, Dr. Shun, Sun Xiong's uh, connections to the Los Angeles area and the Los Angeles Times. But we'll sort of see how that plays out. Um, now, of course, look, all of this comes down to winning, right? And the key ingredient to challenge any status quo, any history is to win ball games. So if the Angels are to find a new owner, um, new investment dollars, a new or renovated stadium, uh, developed, you know, part of that stadium. Cause right now it's basically a stadium with a parking lot. The Dodgers have, you know, used to be that, and they've now improved the stadium where you can arrive there and you can shop, you know, there's, um, 
bars and pubs around the entire stadium. The food offerings have increased. This gondola, you know, is going to be uh, a nice attraction for uh, for folks. But ultimately, I think, um, and of course, the Dodgers rank essentially the first in attendance. Um, so clearly, even despite the traffic and everything else going on, they're still getting people to show up to games, which is quite fascinating. And they're averaging, you know, somewhere between 3.7 and 4.1 million fans a year. Uh, so pretty remarkable. Um, and of course, you know, they're playing 80, you know, 81 games at home. So it's just, um, it's, it's just a fascinating number when you, when you think about the dedication of fans uh, that show up to ball games, um, you know, because when you're talking about other sports, the NFL, you know, look, uh, clearly one of the most popular, if not the most popular sport in the United States and growing internationally. But it's also a little bit easier when you're dealing with, you know, let's say, you know, 18 games a year, right, versus, you know, 81. So um, I don't think, you know, first of all, I don't think it's physically possible to play 81 game football games a year. Um, but I'm I'm pretty sure people wouldn't be showing up. I don't think people would be showing up to 81 games a year for football. Uh, I might be wrong, uh, but I, I think they're just two completely different sports and interests. But, you know, who knows? Um, I think the physical part was probably going to prevent that, though. So but again, um, winning is important. Um, I think keeping connections to the Orange County roots is important. Uh, that's where the team has been since 1966. I think there's some massive opportunity for success for this club. And I think this could be an under the radar sell, even though the angels are, a you know, um, you know, California franchise and, and it's not like they're a small market team, uh, but they aren't in an interesting situation uh, in terms of, um, you know, not so much success in the last, you know, decade or two. I haven't been in the playoffs since 2014. Haven't won a world series since 2002 uh, against the giants. Uh, but again, um, this could be a potential, uh, you know, for, for huge investment here in terms of growing this team. And of course, if proposition 27 in California passes this November, which is the uh, sports betting law, uh, there's even huge uh, additional, huge opportunities when it comes to sports betting, right? Because now all of a sudden we're talking about, you know, betting, you know, from inside the stadium, mobile betting, some of the partnerships that can be brokered there, which a lot of the California teams have really been, um, you know, uh, not been able to do. So there's going to be some huge growth here, uh, some huge opportunities when it comes to uh, development of uh, the Angels, development of potential new stadium, potential move to Long Beach, or really development of the Anaheim site next to Disneyland. We'll sort of see, but uh, I think Dr. Sun Xiong's, uh, you know, potential bid of the franchise um, you know, I think anytime a, a franchise could use a refresh and it's not to say that Artie Moreno can't do it. Um, you know, he's a savvy businessman, but, um, we'll sort of see, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, the angels, um, and, and frankly, they have two of the biggest superstars and imagine if they move the team to, to Long Beach, you have additional access to fans. It's still close enough to orange County. And, and of course people are going to come to the ballpark to see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Now, Mike Trout has signed up for, for I think, signed up until his, um, I think until his late 30s. They haven't signed up to a long-term deal. Uh, Otani, I think, is uh, has the option to become a free agent, I think, after this season or next season. Um, I really do hope, I mean, I, again, look, it'd be great to, you know, see Otani 
uh, playing in maybe a bigger city on a bigger team. I'm sure the Dodgers will be involved, uh, the Yankees, other teams, but um, it's interesting, you know, and I think if anybody had to make a guess as to where Otani would have signed, they probably would have said the Dodgers, considering the Dodgers, you know, history and connection to Chanho Park, Hideo Nomo, um, you know, and, and just the, the, the plethora of pitchers that they've brought in over the years uh, from Asia, from Mexico, um, you know, been groundbreaking in many ways when it comes to, um, you know, African-American players, when it comes to Mexican-American players, when it comes to Asian-American players, they've really been, um, you know, great in terms of uh, bringing in talent, um, regardless of where they come from. Uh, but again, we'll see. Um, you know, there's no official anything yet at this point where the team's going to be for sale. Uh, but this, I think, is going to be something that, at least to this point, has kind of flown under the radar. Uh, but I think there's some huge potential for this for this franchise uh, when it comes to um, what a L.A. owner might bring to the team and what a new owner might bring to the team. Uh, I think regardless, um, you know, I think there's going to be some calls for the Angels to stay in Anaheim. Uh, but um, I think innovation is going to be success is going to be uh, uh, essential to success. And they're going to have to find a way to innovate, uh, bring in new revenue streams. Um, develop, you know, you know, bring in a better farm system. You know, if the Angels could, you know, mirror, let's say, the Tampa Bay Rays, in the sense of being a franchise that you know really focuses, or even St. Louis Cardinals, that really focuses on development, uh, but then also has the money to to retain players. You know, one of the one of the problems, and we'll sort of close on this thought. One of the problems, like with let's say the Pittsburgh Pirates, who I think are dead last this year, you know, ranked thirty out of thirty in terms of payroll. So even less than the Oakland A's and Tampa Bay Rays. Um, and I think they're around, I want to say $42 million uh, for payroll compared to the Dodgers, or I think at 285. It's it's interesting because the Pirates consistently have great players. Um, part of that may be because they have losing seasons and you're always drafting, you know, towards the top of the draft and you're bringing in good, you know, good players. But this O'Neill Cruz kid who's six foot seven plays shortstop and was traded to, you know, from the Dodgers. Um, uh, to um, to the Pirates and maybe not one of Friedman's greater trades along with uh, uh, the Jordan Alvarez trade to um, Houston Astros, both of those trades for relievers. And it's no knock on Friedman. Friedman's, you know, you know, uh, he's a great, uh, you know, president of baseball operations. Um, it's just that, hey, look, you make trades, you know, and, and at the time, you know, they may help. Uh, they may not, but that's the risk that you have to take, right? Because at the end of the day, it's prospects versus established players. And either way, you can go wrong. Uh, but uh, again, some huge potential here. We'll sort of see how it plays out. Um, but again, always appreciate listening in. This episode's been brought to you by Bet Online. I'm your host, Jeremy Evans. This is Believe in Sports Law. And we'll look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you so much.
were listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.